Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Mignolo, CEO of the experience agency, DFlash. Each episode, I bring in a different business leader who's doing some game-changing work, and this episode is no different. I'm super psyched to have Khalid Sadiq, who is the founder and CEO of Financial Shark Trust, talking about what's happening in the time of COVID and how to manage your finances better and be smarter and not go broke, because we're all worried about that. So it's going to be a great conversation. Take a listen. Hey, Galee. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, as we were chatting before, you are one of the many, many people who stranded outside of the U.S. in this really wacky and weird time. So how is the Netherlands these days? Um, it's pretty good. Actually, here I feel like it hasn't really hit. Um, like they're not really talking about it so much. Just everything is closed. So, I mean, but people are still like going out, the supermarkets are open, stuff like that. And every once in a while, I, I feel like, I think they're taking it a little bit too relaxed, um, <laughs> oh God. but I'm happy to be here. You know, I, I'm staying indoors. I got a mask, the whole nine yards. So I'm taking it seriously. As but, you should. It's a, here in New York, it's serious. <laughs> uh, so I'm saying stay oh, out yeah. there for as long as you can. It's all good. So even though the uh, podcast is happening during the time of COVID, the questions still stay the same. So Kelly, what was your first job? Ooh, um, my first job, I actually worked uh, like at a supermarket, but I picked up the phone. I, re- I answered the phone at a supermarket. So basically I just dealt with people calling to ask what time we were open all day. <laughs> I was going like, to say, like, yeah. who calls the market? I'm like, the things you would call, is the pharmacy open, and when are you closing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, when are you closing? Do you have this item? And every once in a while, this is, like, back in the time of fax. They used to fax in um, their shopping lists. Shut up. This was, like, a, a small kind of supermarket that had, um, like, sort of personal shoppers before they were like personal grocery shoppers like baggers basically used to put together the orders so like they'd fax in a shopping list and like someone would go assemble their order and and they would come and pick it up wow where was this this isn't far rockaway really yeah you could like get personalized shopping far rockaway how did i never hear about this Wow. It was like this small grocery store. It was the only place that would hire me because I was 14. Well, that's what I was Um, like, how old were you? (laughs) Yeah, I had just gotten my working papers. It was 14. And like, they were the only place that was going to hire me. And like, literally, I just sat in the in the in a corner in the office, just telling people what time we closed. Listen, I'm sure it taught you a lot about how to deal with people under very unusual questions. And Mm -hmm. see, but also see what people prioritize because like, what are you actually going to buy from the supermarket? Like that's a different person entirely. Uh, Interesting. Very interesting. So how did you go from being a personalized phone answerer at the custom shopper uh, shopping center in Far Rockaway to becoming the financial shop dress? What was that journey like? It was a very long and windy road. Um, I started in restaurants and basically rose to like a managerial position in restaurants um, while I was in college. I did that through high school and college. And um, then I worked as a paralegal and 
and a few other jobs. I also worked um, as a receptionist for my orthopedic surgeon. Um, like it was just so many different things. But the one thing that was in common was that every place that I went into, I tried to improve it. And I used to start with profit. And um, so I, I really like found a way to make things more efficient and just improves pro improve processes, systems, and like control the money. Um, so I, I uh, decided, you know, I, I got my degree. I, I wanted to go into finance. I ended up somehow in mortgages. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah because of course <laughs> right I, yeah I yeah because that was the first um you know the real job after college that was going to be in like my field um I wanted to go into management consulting but ended up you know getting a job in mortgages became a certified mortgage underwriter all of this stuff and then um I decided uh, I ended up getting a job in compliance which made me want to vomit yeah, it was just like spreadsheets all day, every day, like mindless work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to do something else. So I did something completely opposite. I decided to go work for a tech startup as their one and only financial person. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah I was like, I'm going to do something so far away from compliance. Like, I'll never end up back here. Right. <laughs> like, I'll go this way. <laughs> yeah. And, um, that's where I got to create all of their financial systems from scratch because they didn't have anything in place. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. This is what I want to do. And while I was there, I saw, you know, it was a startup. So all these entrepreneurs, I got like bit by, by the entrepreneurial bug. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to start my own business. So when I was there, that's when I started it. And um, haven't looked back to haven't looked back ever since that was 2015. Wow. Yeah. So what prompted you to say, you know what, I want to be the financial shark trust like that. That's who I want to be. Yeah. Um, I feel like that took a little bit of time as well, because when I first started my business, being in the world of finance and coming from like a big bank, I worked, um, in Morgan Stanley and, you just are kind of programmed to be super corporate and act a certain way. And when I initially started my business, like that is the image that I projected. Like it, my, uh, you know, it's Sadiq G management. That was the first name of my business. And uh, it was like very corporate at everything looked super corporate. I looked super corporate and I just felt like I wasn't being authentic and it wasn't, yeah, like I was making money, but it wasn't, it didn't feel so great um, because I just wasn't being true to who I was as a person and, and to like the business that I wanted to run. Um, and one of my friends actually coined me a shark dress <laughs> and it just stuck. Nothing and I was stuck. like, this is it. Yeah. yeah. yeah like it was, I, I'm obsessed with sharks. So I was like, just talking about sharks again. And, and she was, my friend was just like, you are such a shark dress. I was like, that's it. That's it. That is going to be my business name. And uh, that I haven't looked back. Wow. And so today, what does the financial shark just do? Hmm. So I own a virtual CFO company. 
So we do everything that has to do with money in a business. And then I also do financial wellness coaching, which is uh, I have one-on-one -on -one group coaching and an online school, and it's dedicated to financial literacy and changing your mindset around money so that you can have a healthy relationship with it. Because I feel like lots of you know entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs, are like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, I don't want to touch the accounting thing. It's scary. How do you sort of help people figure out, how, one, it's not so scary, and two, here's why you have to pay attention to it? Yeah, um, it is. So the first thing that I do, I find that a lot of financial professionals overcomplicate things when they're teaching it to their clients so that because they feel on some level that if the client knows how to do this, then they'll lose a job. And um, I believe in the opposite. I want you to understand everything that's going on. I want you to know how to do it so that you can really take a, take a, a, a larger role in your business, right? It's about real-time data and making decisions based on that. Because if you're making decisions on just like a hunch or like a gut feeling or, or like last year's numbers, you don't know if that's the right decision that you know, for you, you're not dealing with perfect information. And I think that's what a lot of business owners and female entrepreneurs need to realize is like, your numbers matter. Like, this is not just because it's the money that you're taking home. It's because that will help you grow your business. You need to know where you are, you need to know your starting line in order to win a race. Of course, you, you have to know where you're, you're coming from in order to know where you're going, like, no matter what this is, especially when you're dealing with your finances. So it's interesting. So like right now, everyone's freaking out about their finances because we're in this very scary time. And I think one of the folks, one of the things that even I went through was like trying to apply for the PPP loan, which was a disaster. <laughs> like, how do we navigate this stuff? Like, what is, what is, what is the universe that we should be playing in? Because obviously... So businesses are affected, you know, and I think folks are trying to, one, survive instead of plan. And I think you have to plan to survive and actually for this to actually work for you. Yeah. So um, I do actually have a resource board that can help. I, I put together a resource board and I've been keeping it up since this uh, pandemic hit of all the grants and all the different loans and all the, all the different assistances you can apply and I even put like fun stuff of like free stuff you can do it as an adult free stuff you can do as a, as a kid during this time but so that's like one place that I would start is a resource board I know that a lot of like chambers of commerce have put together their own there's tons of different like uh, places where people have accumulated all the different resources and all the different information on it um, as far as loans and grants go a good thing to think about is the source that you got the grant or the notification for the loan for, because during this time, there are going to be a lot of people trying to take advantage of this, using scams, trying to get your information. So really think about like everybody right now, especially business owners, and I have a group and we help each other all the time, but we're sending each other all these different links to different grants. Like just be aware of where those links are coming from. If it's from a reputable source, 
are you like on the company's website or are you filling out like a survey monkey form? Think about it and double check it before you put your personal information into anything. Um, and then as far as the PPP and the economic injury disaster loan, these things are, they're kind of in the work still, right? The, <laughs> <Yes>. the guidance <laughs> keeps changing on it. And I've been keeping up with this because, you know, it impacts my business. And this is, you know, my clients are coming to me for advice and I need to know what's going on with these. So I would say find um, a trusted accountant or a bookkeeper who's really keeping up with it and ask them those questions. Also look at you know the guidance on the government websites. Um, just take that with a grain of salt because it's going to be really long and kind of hard to understand. Unfortunately, sometimes I'm reading through the literature and I'm just like, what? Well, it, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I have to like read it a couple of times like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I found out when doing the PPP loan application, and even though I was with, with a smaller bank who was like actually doing good personalized service, um, was that they're like, wait, actually, you only hire people who are 1099s. You can't apply for this loan. And I was like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> but like, it was one of those things where it's like, and they're like, no, you have to apply as a 1099. You yourself have to apply as a 1099 contractor. And it was one of those things that sort of let me know that like, when they were building these rules, they didn't take into account how small businesses have changed in the last 10 years. That like, it's a gig economy. Everyone, people don't want to use payroll services and, and many other ways or how people get paid via Cash App or PayPal. Like, and so, you know, when you try and like collate all those paperwork, to, paperwork together, it becomes a disaster. Um, I know. And I, that's why I always recommend like talk to your accountant and have them help you put together the paperwork and help you understand the, you know, the qualifications of getting the loan and if you qualify for it. Because I did have some clients who came to me and were like, okay, this is my situation. Do I, am I eligible or should I go on unemployment? And in New York, they're, they're giving the extra $600. And like, we figured out what their loan amount would be. And, and we were like, okay, so your loan amount is going to be like, $2,000. But if you get, <laughs> you know, because they were in the same boat. Well, right. Because like, like no. yeah. But the thing, it's like, it's like one of those things. It's like, well, okay. So oftentimes when you're the founder of a company, you pay yourself the least. So if it's based off of your salary, then theoretically you could be getting a $2,000 loan. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just figured out, I was like, it's, Probably just unless you're going to unless you're going to take that loan and then go invest it in something that's going to make you more than the one percent interest you'll be paying on it, then doesn't pay to necessarily take the loan. But if you do need the loan in order to pay payroll and you have W-2 employees, then definitely go for it. Awesome. And what are some advice, you know, obviously, if your business is either on hold or you're trying to figure out how to pivot it. What financially, what are some things that you should be paying attention to and how do you not freak out and, you know, hoard all your money, take it out of the bank and have it under your mattress because you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, and, and just be smart about it. Cause you know, we're planning to survive not just, you know, surviving. Yeah. 
So uh, a really big thing right now is to sit down and reevaluate your business and all the different things that you do in your business and see what are the things that I can offer virtually or you know, maintaining social distancing rules. And also another thing to, to really sit down and do right now is to think about how can I reopen when it's time and what are the risks that are going to be involved in me reopening and how can I minimize those risks? So that's a big thing. Um, and in the meantime, as far as money is concerned, you have to be really careful about cash flow. So if you are able to speak to, you know, your utility company, your insurance companies, your landlord, and see what they are able to do for you and see what you can, you know, work out with them, that's a great place to start. You can go, you can literally call up any of the companies that you pay money to right now and try to renegotiate with them so that you really minimize the amount that you have to pay or set up pay payment plans for when you are starting to make money um, and, and really start to also prioritize your spending. So obviously like rent, utilities are going to be number one. Your, right now per food personally is going to be a big priority. Um, but the other smaller things, maybe there's stuff that you can get rid of um, in your business in your business and your personal life, that'll really, really help with cash flow and ease the anxiety a little bit. Awesome. And, you know, had this not happened, what are some tips like, you know, because we, we're living in this world that it has happened, but what, how do you even find like a good accountant or right? When do you know you, you should get us an accountant versus a CFO? Like, what's that? world like because i think you know again thinking positively about what we want to do because you might want to start a business now like i mean i kind of i love the belief like i just started a new business today <laughs> because i'm not busy enough because <laughs> like, why not uh but like what are some things that you should be looking out for and steps you should do in that process so that you know you can build for the future yeah the first thing um hire an accountant from day one a good accountant <laughs> Like, I, I am so serious. I, I have an accountant and I have had him since day one. Hire an accountant, someone that can help you plan strategically. Somebody that can help you um, understand financial statements or how to do your own bookkeeping in the beginning when you, when you can't afford to pay somebody else. Um, so experts and make sure, you know, the way that you find them is reach out to your network reach out to your support systems, see who they use, who they recommend, because that is usually the best, the best way to find an accountant. I mean, when I built my business in the beginning, it was literally word of mouth. I did absolutely no advertising, no nothing. It was just because someone used me and they referred someone else to me and it went on and on and on. And especially when it comes to your money, you wanna be able to trust that person. So if it's come referred to you by a friend, by a colleague, by someone you know, it definitely helps you trust and it helps you listen to what they're going to say to you. Um, that, that's like the, the first thing. Basic. Also, just, bottom line. <laughs> what yeah, they like, want. 
day one, hire a good accountant. You might not need like a lot of, you know, you might not need to do a lot of billable hours or stuff like that. Like it doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be, you know, someone that you trust and that can give you a little bit of advice when you're deciding if to do an LLC or if a corp or, you know, like all of these questions that as a, as a small business owner, like you're an expert on what you do. So hire somebody that's an expert in money to help you with that. Yeah. It's like find people who are good at this stuff. Like you hire a lawyer and an accountant and do it from the beginning because then you'll be much better off because, or, or if the people you hire aren't that good, fire fast. Yeah. That's <laughs> that I have found with, um, I, I feel like that's with everything in a business. Like don't wait for it to get better. It never does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course not. I feel like I've done it way too many times of like, like something isn't right. I don't feel comfortable, but I'm just going to give it a little bit more time. And then you always like end up being frustrated and regretting that a little bit. So if you, if you don't connect with someone, hire someone else. Exactly. And I think it's interesting because I think, you know, we were lucky with our accountant that he kind of understands our business and how we roll. And, and, and I think, you know, that's kind of important as well that the people, like, because you can get really people who are super competent, but they may not understand your industry. So if you're in a yeah. business that like is project based, is a little bit on the fly, very unpredictable, you, you want to work with people, you know, and I found that this has been helpful for us who understand that like, okay, what are y'all doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's what you guys should be thinking about because it's unpredictable. It's not a, you know, everyone's going to work 40 hours a week and like, it's going to be like X number of things that will happen. And it's a nine to five because the road for entrepreneurship, you know, as you well know, is just windy and weird. And so folks who understand that are also really key and are giving you advice that makes sense for the business that you're in versus what might be technically correct. Yeah. And uh, that, that's also a, a big thing. Like in the beginning, when you're starting a business, don't necessarily compare yourself to like industry standards. Yes. Those are something that you're going to go for. I've just seen too many business owners like completely burn out because they were like, Oh my gosh, I need to make money in the first month. Like I didn't make money. I have done nothing. I'm horrible at this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm giving up. Like, no, talk to somebody who understands what the life cycle of a business is like also that maybe one year you'll make a little bit less, but you'll do something else. You know, you'll, you'll increase your reach or your leads for the following year, but don't, um, you know, that, I guess that has to do with, um, support system as well. Like surround yourself with people that understand the life cycle of an entrepreneur. I've, I found that has been so beneficial in my business of just like having a network of other business owners that I can talk to and bounce things off of. And like, okay, I'm anxious and terrified. Is this normal? Like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Actually, if you're not anxious and terrified about it, then it's not the right thing for you. Cause like, if it's not welling up in your gut, like, Oh my God, like, then it, it doesn't matter to you. If it's, if it's sort of, cause then you're phoning it in and 
having that awesome support system, you know, I, I'm always full of just really good people who don't all do the same thing, but are just good folks are, are so important. I think now, especially as we're all trying to navigate some very weird and uncharted waters, having support systems like that is so important. Yeah, it is. I, I have a meeting with one of my support systems like that tonight, actually. Um, uh, it's called the Ladies of Business Rockaway Beach, and we're a nonprofit. Nice. Yeah, and um, basically we meet the first Monday of every month just to talk about what's going on and like we'll offer things and and um celebrate all the little accomplishments that we've made over the month express gratitude like that that is key you know celebrating your accomplishments expressing gratitude and then asking for help like we are so as business owners we're we're supposed to know everything right the we have the answer to every question of course we that, do <laughs> but it's not it's it doesn't make sense why would you have the answer to every question you're not an expert on everything so Bingo. ask for help delegate all of these things are like things that i didn't do enough in the beginning of my business and then once i started doing it once i had these support systems around me that's when my business really started to flourish Awesome. Yeah. And then that's key. It's just, look, we're not, no man is an island. So you really got to end the road for this when you're in, you're not on your own. Everything that you're experiencing and feeling, somebody else has had. And especially now, we're all kind of freaked. We're all freaked together. So that's actually a good thing because it also spawns a lot of new ideas and new creativity, new vulnerabilities. And also makes you want to catch up with folks you haven't talked to in a bit. And you never know where that's going to take you. But having those conversations and connecting with the folks and remembering like, okay, my win today was, you know, I did not wish my pants. Yes. I think whatever it is. Um, I think there are things that are really matter to help us kind of guide us through these times. So, you know, thinking back on where you are now, even though you are stuck in the Netherlands, what would you tell 21 year old to be? Wow, I think um, I would tell her to be authentic and don't let anyone else determine your value. That was like a big lesson that I had to learn and that I learned when I finally stepped out and opened my own business is that up until that point, I had, I had been allowing employers to dictate what I was worth. I had been allowing other people to dictate, you know, what I could make, how much I was worth, what, what I was. And when I released that, when I started to dictate what my worth was, was when I actually felt good about what I was doing. Awesome. And so key. <laughs> it's your life. Nobody else's. Back up off me. <laughs> I will do it myself. Uh, fantastic. That's wonderful. So, you know, yeah, we're, we're in this world and, you know, obviously it's taking a hit to everyone's business, but like, what are you doing for your self-care? Like, what's the thing that's sort of like, you know, doing you for your sanity to keep you moving and going in this obviously very strange time? Uh, okay. So I, I've been doing a little bit. I, I did a face mask this awesome. week. Yeah. Like I, I got a face mask. 
did that. I also started um, a 28 day fitness challenge, which has helped on like, <laughs> yeah, it's helped on so many fronts. Cause it's like the working out. It's also the eating healthy. They gave me, you know, a grocery list and a meal plan. So like, uh-huh. I know it took out that pressure of like mm-hmm. what to buy, what to buy, what to make, making the same thing over and over and over and over. Um, so those are, those are some of the things. And I'm trying to give myself just time to zone out every day. And like, I stopped looking at the news after 9 p.m. Because awesome. it was giving me like anxiety attacks, especially when, when the, it first hit in New York and it was really bad. And I was at that point, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it home, if I wasn't going to make it home. I would literally get completely anxious and feel like I was going to have a heart attack reading these news stories at night. And so after 9 p.m., no news. That's a really, really good one. And I think it's so important that people remember you have to just let yourself breathe. So yes, veg out on whatever it is on netflix on trashy tv it does not matter but just let yourself go and not no one's requesting that you lose 50 pounds read read 50 books and write the next great american novel tomorrow (laughs) it is do a little bit every day a little bit something something you know even if you don't have a business or you or you're shut down right now, like just do something towards your future every day. Even if it's just getting dressed or showering yeah. or brushing your teeth, like yeah. just do, just do it. Yeah, one small thing puts you uh, one foot in front of the other. You know, like a good friend of mine kind of can't so the wins wall where you can like put what your wins for the week are, and it could be literally like I worked out once this week. Like I, I went, I slept for six hours or eight hours or 10 hours so that you start to see that like, all right, cool. Like I, you feel like you're not doing anything when you look at that wall, you're like, Oh, look at the stuff I've been up to. Okay. I feel good about this because yeah, this is unprecedented and we're all going to feel it in different ways. Uh, and yeah, the news is toxic. So limit that as much as you possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so, it's so important. So as part of my coronavirus uh, series of episodes, we're asking our guests if they have a give or an ask for the audience. So Kelly, what's your give or ask? Ooh, a give or an ask. Um, Or both. Ooh. So I ask if the audience um, could follow me on social media because I give free financial advice every single Monday. Um, at three, I do interviews and also give financial advice at 3 PM Eastern, um, every Monday. So yeah, tune in actually this week. It's my topic. So today my topic is every little bit helps. And I'm going to be teaching people how to save and invest even during this time on like small amounts of money. Awesome. All right. So we will put all the details in, in the show notes so that people can follow you and get free financial advice, which is really important right now. So download, listen to her advice. Yeah. He knows what she's talking about. Yes. We're going to be dealing with all of the topics that have to do with like businesses getting through Corona and, you know, 
cash flow and how to make sure that you're financially stable during this time. Awesome. Perfect. And so needed. Thank you so much for doing that. That's wonderful. Well, Kelly, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, and, and hope to you get back to New York when it's safe to come back. Yes. Uh, so excited. Uh, <laughs> uh, although I'm sure the Netherlands is lovely. I'm sure you miss home as well. Uh, but you've been so wonderful and so gracious with all of your wonderful tips. And so, like I said, we'll share those all uh, in the show notes and in all our social media so folks can follow you and get some good learnings thank you i really i'm really excited thank you awesome and that is our show